Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Covenant people are concerned about justice and righteousness. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context. We're continuing to talk about what does covenant look like, and we're going to be looking again at the book of 2 Samuel in the 8th chapter. I want to read just one verse of scripture here. And uh, we're going to launch off from there. We've been talking about, you know, the difference between just a a contract and a covenant relationship-wise. And what does that look like? When we use the word covenant, what does that really mean? You know, how does that flesh itself out? How does our theology become biography so that we're living that? And it looks like Jesus. And it looks like his body, the church on this planet. So... In verse 15, talking about David, again, he's been fighting wars for many years, and now he's uh, establishing his own throne, so to speak, and he is doing systematic things. And in verse 15, it says, And David reigned over all Israel, and David administered justice and righteousness for all his people. Justice and righteousness. Now, justice, boy, there's a term. That a lot of people could use a good biblical definition of, okay? Justice, I guess the, the easy definition would be what is just. And by the way, what is just is not always fair. Uh, life is not fair, okay? Uh, everybody does not have the same circumstances. Everybody does not have the same opportunities, okay? But When we have justice, we offer the blessings that we've had to other people to give them uh, a fair hearing, so to speak, in life, to give them uh, some of the things that we have enjoyed. And notice it says justice and righteousness. I believe those two things go together because you can't define what is just without defining what is right. Justice and righteousness. God knows what is right, okay? For instance, you take the transgender issue, okay, and there's people seeking justice on that. Well, there is no justice applied to that because it's not right. It's not righteousness. And so when you devoid something of righteousness, if you say, I don't care whether it's right or not, I just want to have justice, You're then you're defining something and then trying to defend something on your own definition of it. But the point I want to make here is that godly leadership is concerned about justice and righteousness, and those two things have to go together. I was going through some files the other night, uh, organizing some papers from some years back, some research notes and sermon notes and things like that, and I came across a periodical that was written by uh, a group of Christian people, and it had to do with racism. This was written in the 70s, and it was something I kept uh, because I thought there was some value in it. And as I read through it, I noticed some notes I had made in it and things to that nature. Uh, And it was interesting to me that while some of the folks identified legitimate things that really needed to be addressed. 
there was also some of the folks writing who were believers. I believe these people are believers. They they confess Jesus Christ as Lord, at least. Uh, I don't know them personally. Uh, but there was no sense of righteousness in some of it. Like, what is right? God has God is right. One of the cornerstones of a Christian worldview is that God is the only just lawmaker. Only God gets to make the laws, okay? That's because God knows what is right and wrong. And if you fight with God on what is right and wrong, you will never have justice. And when you try to have justice outside of what's right and wrong, you end up with more corruption. It's like if you have a corrupt judge, okay? A lot of people are frustrated with the judicial system, the political system, because there is corruption. And that's true. There is corruption. Uh, I'm not a defeatist, but there will always be some measure of corruption. But how do we judge what even what is corrupt or not corrupt if nothing is right or wrong? Do you understand what I'm saying? So there has to be something that is right and wrong. So justices, so justices, I don't know what that means, but justice and righteousness go together. Those two things have to be put together. And it says that David reigned in justice and righteousness. He considered that critical to establishing his reign. Covenant people think about justice and righteousness. They're prophetic in that sense. They think about the application of it. If I believe this, how does this affect other people? I want to appeal to you when you're thinking about justice, when you're talking about fairness, okay, that you think about righteousness. What is right? And until the church is willing to declare what is right and what is wrong on one venue, I think we would be circumvented from really addressing uh, other issues. In other words, if we can't say that the transgender thing is not right, that homosexual marriage is not right, then I think we will lack the execution of justice when it comes to serving the poor, serving oppressed people, uh, ministering and delivering the unborn, uh, those type of things. People that are being mistreated, people that are maybe in the court system that are not getting a fair shake, people where there is genuine prejudice against them because of the color of their skin or the language they speak or the, uh, you know, the, the side of the tracks they live on, whatever it may be. Justice and righteousness, my friend, go together and they must be executed together. Covenant people have a barometer. They have a, a GPS. They understand that they are an extension of God. And when you understand that, that means you're an ambassador and you're there to bring justice and you speak truth. You're not speaking your own truth. See, people say, well, what's the key to boldness? The key to boldness is knowing you're not speaking for yourself. The, the righteous are as what? Bold as a lion. Who is as bold as a lion? The righteous. Because we're righteous on our own standing? No, because we know what is right. This is what God said is right. When you know what God said is right, you can speak to that and say, this is the right thing. I.e., the opposite of that would be the wrong thing. So justice and righteousness go together all the time. 
and covenant people think about these things as an extension of themselves from God to the world, to the people they touch. Covenant people, because of justice and righteousness, are able to discern right and wrong. That's such a key here. I mean, this is just kind of ABC. This is, you know, common sense almost. Take human rights, for instance. How can a person define human rights if they can't define a human? If we can't define an unborn child as a human, how do we do that? If we can't define a man as a man and a woman as a woman, how do we define human rights? That's what I'm talking about. When you don't have righteousness, every attempt at justice is frustrated and it's corrupt. And I believe God himself will frustrate our efforts to try to be just without his righteousness. So we must know what is right. We must know what is wrong. We must know the things that please God. And then we must have courage to try to execute those things and to demonstrate them and to share them with other people. This is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context. Think about justice and righteousness. Lord bless you. Today, Keith concluded his discussion on what covenant looks like. Covenant people go beyond. Covenant people sense an obligation to the third party. Covenant people are concerned about justice and righteousness. We are an ambassador of God. We should be speaking truth as we bring justice. Not our own truth, but God's truth. What is the key to boldness? Knowing that you aren't speaking for yourself. The righteous are as bold as a lion because they know that what God says is right and they are echoing His voice. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at innerpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at innerpastors. See you next week.